Hi, welcome to the Being Parental Podcast. I'm Amelia. And I'm Casper. We're first-time parents, and we'll be sharing our experiences of everything, from cabin fever, immigration nightmares, to really expensive prams. Thanks for tuning in, and remember to follow us on Instagram at Being Parental. Hi. Hey, Casper. Hello, Amelia. (laughs) Um, So we're doing episode three today. Oh my god, already? Yes, already? Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. When we're in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, corona. Everything just got locked down for real in Denmark today. Mm-hmm. Or from tomorrow and Monday. Yeah. It's really interesting watching the news and not understanding even 5% of the words. Oh, I feel the same. I speak the language. <laughs> it's just a bunch of health stuff. Um, but since we're now in lockdown, we have a bunch of time to spend. And this is one of the ways we're going to spend the time. So today we're going to be talking about, because in the first episode and also in the introduction, it says that you're an intimacy coach. I'm not a hippie, so I don't know what that is. Like I know what a coach is, but what is it? What does it mean to be an intimacy coach? An intimacy coach is really someone that will help unlock the obstacles that you're currently facing when it comes to communication and sexuality and all the other multifaceted aspects of romantic relationships and a lot of that is quite focused on self-development so who you are as an individual you don't have to be in a relationship to start to do that work because it's a lot of heavy lifting so it's love but not necessarily love with others it's also love for yourself and your own body yeah absolutely yeah because that's where it all starts yeah yeah you have to touch yourself before you touch others mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Well, yes, I'm an intimacy coach now as well. <laughs> you did it. I graduated. I'll print your certificates. <laughs> <laughs> and how does one become an intimacy coach? There are all kinds of ways. Um, the, uh, at the moment, I suppose most of the training you would be looking at would be digital. Yeah. Because everything is. So, yeah. But you've done a, a bunch of in real life IRL, as the kids say. <laughs> the analog world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of my practice has come from like deep dives into tantra and authentic relating so some of that has been like five-day courses and residential spaces so it was quite a a hard slog but (laughs) but worth it me not being a hippie when i hear the word tantra it's just really slow fucking yeah is it more than that (laughs) yes okay i mean we really slow fucking sounds great though that sounds nice yeah, it is more than that. It, there is um, a huge aspect of breathing and connection and how long can you spend just being in the presence of another without closing yourself off, without putting up blocks? Can you deeply relate and connect with another human being? And can you? <laughs> On a good day. Okay, fair. Okay. <laughs> and you have a tool that you want to share. Yeah, well, I thought we'd put it into practice. Yes. So this is a conversation structure, and it is a really handy acronym. Today we're going to be talking about what we'd like for the birthing process. Mm -hmm. And we're going to use this structure, which is the INWAFL acronym, which I enjoy and have shared multiple times in workshop spaces. So we go through one at a time, looking at our intentions, our needs, our wants, our fears, and our limits. In waffle. 
in waffle mm-hmm. yeah and it's a great way to get around things like brain fog or just thinking oh my god i have to talk to somebody about something potentially serious or possibly challenging yeah yeah so is this something men can use as well or is this just a, like a female hippie, hippie hippie thing yeah you don't have to be female to need to talk to another person you okay. don't have to be a hippie to want to have a constructive conversation okay <laughs> i hear you i hear you mm-hmm. okay so what do we do so what we do first is we decide that we actually want to talk to each other, which I think we do. Agreed. Agreed. So um, I can put a tick on that on the paper. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Tick. And we know what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The birthing. Yeah. Which is a big topic. There's a lot to think about, a lot to share. And then we just get going. So. Okay. Well, I'm ready. Um, Great, let's do it. Let's dive into it. So the first thing to talk about is the intention, which sounds like quite a hippie word. It definitely comes up a lot in hippie circles. But really, whatever comes to mind first is the right answer. It doesn't need to be wise or witty. It just needs to be honest Mm -hmm. and sincere. It can also change. You can start a sentence and then think, oh, shit, that's actually not true. And we'll recenter and have another go. Okay. Cool. So this is just like the first thing that pops into my mind. Yeah. The intention of the birth will be to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it deeper than that? I mean, we can ruminate. Um, One good way to think about it is putting a timer on the clock. So we can say maybe you have the, the mic for two minutes and everything that you say in the next two minutes is valid and wonderful. And, and just we'll between over. you and me. This is a safe space. <laughs> this is, well, safe space is all well and good, but I don't like to use the phrase. Brave because, space. Yeah. That, yeah, I remember oh, some of your hits. Babe, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like a brave space because honestly, I can't guarantee that your, your vulnerability is amazing and wonderful, but I can't guarantee that you're going to be happy and safe the whole way through. But we or can... that people agree with you. Yeah. Because some, some, I've done some of this hippie stuff, I have to admit. And I feel like when people say this is a safe space, they also say, and no one here is going to judge you. Implying that nobody's going to vocalize if they disagree with you. But if you're in a, in a sharing circle or having a conversation, people say this is a safe space. And like, you know what? Every Thursday, I like to kick puppies in the face just because I can. <laughs> and then I give them German pet names afterwards. You shouldn't be able to say that and and with thinking or knowing that nobody's going to say, dude, you can't kick puppies in the face. That's not cool. So a brave space would be, I just said that and someone said, you know what? Thank you for sharing. I don't agree with that. You shouldn't kick puppies. Right. So that's what would differentiate this from something that's more like a sharing space or a, a conversation. No, hang on. A conversation is two ways. So you'll say something and I will have an impact at some point or a reaction. And that's where there becomes a constructive holding between us where we're meeting each other and we're discussing something as opposed to a different kind of hippie shit sharing space where someone may just talk freely and without judgment and nobody's going to share any kind of thought impact feeling that arises for them. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So... Let's start with the clock. I think two minutes is maybe too much to give me just to say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That's never been a good idea. <laughs> so let's 
Let's just limit it. Okay. Well, let's give you a minute and see where we get to. But I think I feel like you should start. Cool. Because then I'll take notes and see what you did, and then I'll do the same. <laughs> Great. Just a bit lower. A little bit lower. Yeah. A little bit more Danish. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to? I can speak English Danish. <laughs> I can put on a little accent when I talk to you. That's no problem at all. <laughs> you are the least Danish sounding person I know. You also only know like four. So <laughs> that's also true. Um, okay. Okay. Do you Let's have do a timer to hand? I do. Great. Okay. Okay. Intention. And covering all the most foundational, fundamental things in this. So the first thing is that I want to bring home a healthy, happy baby. I want to come home with my relationship intact. And yeah. Um, what else is true? Mm. That's it. I just want to come home healthy and happy and three of us. That's it. It's just that simple. Okay. Yeah. My intention. I obviously want the same. A healthy, happy baby. A healthy, happy you. I want to be as supportive as I can. I... Yeah, I want to be there. Which I'm afraid I can't be because of the corona thing going on. Like if any of us test positive on the day. that Because as, as far as I understand, we get tested coming in. And then if I test positive, I can't be in there. Meaning that I can't have that skin-to-skin contact with our newborn little daughter. And I would hate that for happen or for that to happen. I don't know, is that an intention or just a fear? That's probably a fear. I went ahead. All right, somebody cut me off. <laughs> I didn't need to cut you off, but you're right. That's one of the reasons why it's really useful to have an acronym because thoughts do just flow one into the other. It happens really naturally. And yeah, you don't need to cut yourself off. This is just one structure, one way of guiding our thoughts. That's okay. Perfect. Great. So we agree on the intention at least. Yeah. Yeah. The overarching purpose. Yeah. Bringing <laughs> home a baby. <laughs> Yeah. All three, mm-hmm. happy and healthy. Wonderful. Perfect. Okay, then we're on to needs. Yeah. And this is a scary one. Because vocalizing a need, if you're then not met in that need, that's a really horrible place to suddenly have to carry on from. Like That's where lots of people have fears of rejection, myself included, who doesn't. Fear of being too much. So what are the needs? I think I do need to be in a hospital. First time pregnancy. Mm. I'm, yeah, I think that's, that's a need that's alive at the moment. I need you to be there. Um, I need a playlist, like a nice chill hypnobirth playlist. Actually, maybe that's more of a want. See? Fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I need... Oh, it sounds really sh- just obvious, but I need for this to go well. And that's not really something anyone can guarantee me. But I need to have a baby at the end of this. Um, 
I need a competent midwife, which is scary because we haven't met her yet. <laughs> um, I need access to pain relief mm-hmm. in whatever form it needs to be. Mm. I need to be able to come home quite quickly. I don't want to stay in the hospital unnecessarily. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's some fair needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think one other need is that I don't want to go in straight away. I'd like to be able to chill out here for a bit rather than like going in at the first sign and then having hours and hours <laughs> just hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do I need? I don't really need anything, I think, because I'm not the one giving birth. I'm just lucky enough to be there. I think I do need to feel prepared in terms of having a go back. So when you do, like, gush all over the floor with your water, <laughs> like, all right. We're, we're ready. We got this. We have a backpack with snacks, some an iPad for me, some magazines I can read. <laughs> Just the basics. Yeah. Yeah. I I also I agree with, I think we, I can say we, we need to do it in a hospital because we did talk about having a home birth. But I also think it being the first time, it would be great to do it in a hospital surrounded by competent people. Yeah. That's what I need. Cool. Anything else? No. Great. Whew. Okay, once. This feels like more fun as a general topic, but after maybe a couple of seconds or the first few like surface ones, people start to get really like shifty around it because saying what you want is quite a powerful thing and also is not something most people are very well versed in doing or at least not in like a way that really matters, not about anything that has any real impact. So, once for the birth. Um, I want to be comfortable. Like I want to have the snuggly dressing gown and bring slippers. I think this is the better place for the playlist to be listed. <laughs> I agree. Um... I want to explore hypnobirthing more between now and then. And what is that? Can, can I interrupt in your session, ask? I mean, you just Am did. I man, in, man interrupting? <laughs> Intermanning? No, I, I think it's very just interrupting. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, although I'd, I'd probably say to other people not to cross talk. Yeah. But I love and trust you, so whatever, it's fine. You fool. <laughs> um, what is hypnobirthing? Hypnobirthing is... Um, it's mostly a meditation practice and it is supposed to keep you calm or at least calmer some of the claims that some parts of the internet make are wild like women who really enjoyed the birthing process and did not use pain relief of any medical kind and just meditated their way through it which is a pretty profound thing to suggest and my initial skepticism is almost enough to be off-putting, but it's still something I want to read about. Um, what else do I want? Just snacks, phone charger, mm-hmm. um, headphones, 
maybe a private room if that's a thing that's available although covid and everything else it probably isn't i just like the idea of not having lots of people around yeah Although actually maybe because of COVID, they will really restrict the number of people here on I the ward. I think that's more like it. Yeah. 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 It's quite hard to know. I'd like to be able to take a tour of the hostel. Mm-hmm. Just so that the first time we go there is not my first time in the building. If possible. Yeah. That's um, your time, my love. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. I think that was it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want? I, I'm probably going to kind of repeat myself now, but I do feel like everything I want, need, fear is secondary to you because you're the one giving birth. You're the one shoving a human out of your crutch. And worst case scenario, I'm going to get dizzy from the blood. Like that's, <laughs> that's how I'm going to suffer through this. So I want it to go smoothly. I want it to be, I call BS on the meditating this into a pleasurable experience. Like the yeah. people say, it doesn't hurt getting into, oh, fuck off. It really hurts. <laughs> fuck you. It, does, it hurts. And me having had influenza several times, I know the pain of giving birth because <laughs> I've had the man flu. So I know you can't meditate your way out of that shit. Um, I want you to squeeze my hand into obliteration when it hurts you. So we can at least share some of the pain. And then I can say, honey, honey. Just meditate. Linda, <laughs> Linda, honey, honey, honey. Linda. Linda. Um, I want to get out of there as soon as possible. But I don't know if I... Th- That's the next one. I want to get out of there as soon as possible. I... Is one also don't want? Uh, yeah, well, there's also limits and fears coming up. Okay, fair enough. So I'll save this one. I you- want it to go nice and smoothly. I want you to... Yell and scream so you get whatever you want. And I want to share your pain. No, wait, pain relief. There we go. <laughs> you want to just pass over the gas now? Yeah, share it, man. <laughs> um, don't hawk. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I want. Yeah. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a change of clothes. You want a change of clothes? Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. fair. I can do the same. We can change together. Cool. Yes. <laughs> All right, fears. Uh, so many fears um i'm terrified that it's i don't want to say it this is a brave space come on (laughs) like what if something goes really wrong Mm -hmm. that's what really scares me i mean obviously like there's a certain amount of like oh my god it's gonna really hurt kind of a fear but that is so secondary to like not bringing home a baby, mm-hmm. and that's really scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not crying. You're crying. I suppose I am a bit scared about the pain, but not really that much. Only when I think about fear do I think about the pain. It's not like something that just crops up organically um i'm afraid of like calling you an absolute cunt and telling you how much i <laughs> what hate did you, you do to me <laughs> what have you done i Fucking hate idiot. you <laughs> piece of shit yeah. yeah stuff like that um i don't really want to do that <laughs> don't, please don't leave because of things i say during the birth 
we can make an agreement that everything you say during the birth is invalid. It never happened. <laughs> like the first five minutes of me waking up every day, everything I say for the first five minutes doesn't count. Yeah, that's Same true. goes for you when you're in birth. Okay. You can call me an inbred dick potato and like <laughs> it never happened. Okay. Yeah. Also, I think you were better at swearing than inbred dick potato, but you just let it go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know that swearing can decrease the pain you feel? They do say that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So um, swear all you fucking want. Cool. Okay, back to my time. Reclaim yeah. well, my time. You were, you were, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but you can keep going. Mm, I'm afraid of, like, what if there's an accidental twin? Like, what if there's two and we've only prepared for one? We've only got one of that. everything? I would love that. Would you seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel so unprepared for one. I'm, I'm afraid that we'll get home and I won't know how to do anything and my milk won't come in and, or she'll hate me or she'll hate you or she'll love you or that you'll just forget about me. <laughs> I, I appreciate that a lot of these fears are totally irrational, but if this isn't the space to talk about irrational fears, then there just isn't one. You mean into a microphone in front of strangers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What if the midwife is mean? I'll punch her in the face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's close to the police station anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other side of it is I'm afraid that it's going to go really well and I'm going to love the birthing process and the pregnancy and being a mom and just want like 10 kids. Like we'll enough, kids, Don't worry. enough kids to have like our own football team. Be perfect. We'll How are we going to pay for that? They're so <laughs> expensive. Well, once you reach a certain age, we can make them work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, child labor laws are really what's ruining this country. Oh, it's just called like doing friends favors. <laughs> Go cut the neighbor's hedge. Go mow the lawn. That's a favor. Remember the money. Um, okay. Okay. That's enough. Yeah. My fear. I fear that... Even though we have gotten the non-invadal pre-something test, the NIP test, what's it called? NIP, yeah. Yeah. Because um, we didn't get the scan the scan in week 14, the neck fold scan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we didn't get that because we weren't pressing for that and Denmark weren't in the system. But we didn't get the NIP test, which is 99.6% accurate. Um, but obviously, I'm still afraid that it won't be a... I know using the the term normal is broad, taking into consideration this kid has some of my genes, but I, I hope we get a, a healthy baby and my fear is that something's going to go wrong and something's going to go wrong with you. I fear... No, that's my health. I fear that shit's going to go wrong. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. What's your limits? Oh, um, having to do it by myself. I'd rather have a home birth with you than go to the hospital. Yeah. Unless, of course, we start off at home and something goes wrong and then I have to go to the hospital. That's a slightly different scenario. Um, what other limits? I don't want to have visitors right away. Although, at the moment, that's probably not going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um... It's not really a limit that we get to decide, but I really don't want to have a C-section. I mean, if medically necessary, I guess that's 
again that's another just eventuality but it's not like something that i want to have happen no um limits it's really difficult because i feel like everything comes with a huge list of mitigating circumstances where if anything is medically necessary then i'll backpedal on any of the limits i have like i don't i then don't care just want it to be necessary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's it i think so yeah. my limits i don't know what you poop <laughs> you might <laughs> I don't, i'm gonna turn away <laughs> so get that poop away and it's not because I'm a sexist and I know it's going to happen, but if I'm going to see your vagina split, I think that's enough shit for one day. <laughs> I'll be in the right for everything else, but you pooping in my hand. I don't know why it should be in my hand. That would be kind of weird, <laughs> but I don't want to do the poop game. Um, yeah. It, again, it's really difficult for me to have limits because I don't really have much say in this. So I don't feel like I have any valid limits or invalid limits. I just don't have a lot of limits regarding giving birth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So now that you've been through the structures, just taking a moment to reflect and thinking about if there's anything else that's come up over the course of the conversation, any extra things you want to add? I don't think I do. Or any potential impacts from anything that I've said that you want to address? No. Um, In terms of your sobriety, does getting pain relief affect that in any way? No. No. I'm not going to relapse because of gas in air. Also, relapsing is really not like a part of... um, what my drinking looked like like my my problematic relationship with alcohol was like going on several days worth of a bender that's not gonna happen because we've <laughs> all been young yeah and i, I did stopped. it last week <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem yeah no and i mean that period of my life lasted for maybe two years max and i've been sober for more than a year now mm-hmm. so relatively speaking it's just done like yeah, yeah. But no, I, th- I appreciate that it is something to consider and yeah. it's just not happening. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that was interesting. I like that. We've done it a few times before in terms of our relationship. So you can use it in all terms or aspects in life. Yeah, definitely. The, yeah. the structure, the intentions, needs, wants, fears and limits is really great for covering every aspect is that something you come up with or do you wow you're so clever (laughs) cute and clever wow um yeah that one's my one yeah and i've taught it in workshops um for all kinds of things most recently was a conversation about aftercare Mm -hmm. and it's it's the same structure it's just introducing it to people who want to have a way to talk about aftercare yeah at least in that circumstance so you could use it with your partner sitting around on a tuesday night there's nothing to do because there's corona. You want to take an inventory of your relationship. So you talk about your intention with the relationship or your interactions, your needs, your wants, your fears, and your limits. Like, 
I have the intention of having a long and healthy relationship with you. I need you to do the dishes. I <laughs> want you to do the dishes. I fear that you're going to hit me if I tell you to do the dishes again. And my limits, I'm not going to touch the dishes. And that way you're going to have a wonderful Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean, don't just use this as a way to dress up your misogyny. Because that's upsetting. <laughs> soup, soup, soup. A man was talking. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. So we have a, a few minutes left. And I thought I'd surprise you with some uh, funny baby facts. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Did you know that babies are born to dance? They have like an innate rhythm. They can feel the music. And some say that they even that they're even more prone or they even they might even like that more than actual speech in the beginning of their life. They like dancing more than talking. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. A little bit. Oh. Yeah. And I have eight facts. Number two, <laughs> they are natural born swimmers. Because obviously they're in the womb, they're around liquids. So it's called bradycardic response, where they just adapt to their surroundings. So they lower the heart rate, and they naturally hold their breath when in water. Wow. Like the cover on Nirvana. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, number three, they lose the... Oh, sorry. That, and they lose that ability around six-month mark. So that's where you have to teach them or train them to swim. So I don't really have eight. I have seven, because I just wrote. Okay. Number three... They are born with 300 bones. How many bones did grown-ups have? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked, because I researched. <laughs> we have 94 less than that. Oh, so, yeah. so that's just the bones before they fuse? Yes, exactly. They fuse together while they develop. Cool. Yes. And number four. In the span of one year, a baby av- in average uses 3,360 nappies. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, this is so bad for our carbon footprint. Oh, fuck the the world. No, no, no. What did people do? I mean, just cloth nappies, I guess. Yeah, they shit on the floor. Yeah? Yeah. Do babies learn to hold it in if you don't use nappies? If you give them traumas. No. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Don't shit! What's was wrong with you? Why are you so stupid? If you give them like a cat litter tray yeah. <laughs> and the little stones hurt their <laughs> tiny knees. <laughs> Don't fucking shit. Um, that was the amount of nap- nappies. And then I wrote, make a joke about your mucus, but I'm not going to do that. Because we're not going to bring your nappies into this already. It's not a nappy. Okay. It's not an adult nappy. <laughs> it's not. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It is not an adult nappy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to number five. The first color they can see is red. Yeah, I haven't fact-checked any of these. I just found a list online and I picked the ones I like the most. <laughs> so, there's something. <laughs> so don't call in if any of these are wrong. <laughs> no, or please correct us. No, I'm not looking for feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's good. No, give me feedback. Um, number six, newborns are tear-free for three weeks after they're born. They don't produce any tears, but they cry. But there's no tears. Those little drama queens. I know. So they're just bawling, but they're not actually crying. Yeah. That's okay, because mums get the baby blues. So... And my next point is, but that's okay, because the mum cries a lot with tears. Oh my god! This is the problem with having spent every day together since March. I literally... (laughs) We have one mind. (laughs) Which is not great for anybody. (laughs) And the last one, and the the ending phrases of this... uh, third episode of our little podcast here is they sleep 
5,400 hours the first year they're born. And parents lose an average 44 days of sleep the first year. Uh, what? Yeah. An average? That's over a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love to sleep. I know yeah. it doesn't matter to you. You already don't sleep. But I'm such a good sleeper. You are. Oh. Yeah. So maybe at one point we can do an in-waffle about what it's like to have a baby. Because right now we're just talking. Everything in theory is easy. Einstein said theory and practice in theory is the same. But in practice it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it, this is just us talking. The world could be completely different. Um, which... I assume and hope it will be because we're just unknowing idiots. You don't have a baby. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you can't tell me anything. Your kid is eating dirt and peeing an electric fence. You don't have a baby. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but babies should eat dirt. That's how they grow strong. True. True. And yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just I don't want them to eat sand. They have to do that as well. But what is healthy in sand? You know what? I will. I, I, I read... <laughs> My sister had a cute video of her son eating sand. Oh, that was adorable, yeah. And then my friend's mom, who's a nurse or doctor, wrote something about why it's healthy. And I'll look into that and we can talk about that next time. Cool. Well, thank you, Amelia. I had fun. I had fun too. Thanks, Casper. See you in the kitchen. (laughs) Bye. Bye.